Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 27, 2008. And this is, I believe, going to be the last part of our Indigo Star Child study. And um, this next part is, is entitled Parents with Pride. Labels as ADD or ADHD imply imperfection. Better to believe that one's child is unusually gifted than victimized by some neurological, biological condition. It's no wonder that many parents readily fork over big bucks to hear to the contrary that, their bluish, that the bluish hue of their child's aura signals mental superiority, <laughs> coupled with psychic ability. Hey, well, you know, what's not to like on that? Significantly, no serious psychologist has undertaken or published a controlled study to demonstrate the indigo phenomenon. Um, it says no aura can be perceived by ordinary vision. Well, this, uh, this lady doesn't understand curling photography. She's probably not even aware of it. And, and that's common. There's not, a lot of people know about curling photography, but it can be documented. Believe it or not. One certain people with paranormal powers can perceive it. Nevertheless, in addressing a child's special needs, parents and teachers commandeer new tactics deemed appropriate to the indigo child's distinctive physiological attributes, presumably representing a new kind of evolution of humanity. See, we're still evolving. Charles Darwin just had it right. You know, we're, we're evolving. I'm, I'm being... Sarcastic there. Such children require non-traditional care and training. Not drugs like, lit like Ritalin or the assignment to some gifted program. Rather than administer tried and true discipline, disciplinary consequences, which we just talked about in the last part. For the Indigo's aberrant attitudes and behaviors, an onboard parent treats little Durward as God himself. <laughs> so, in other words, if we don't discipline him. We just want to treat him as a God on this earth. How crazy. For example, as if to underscore her child's exceptionality, one indigo parent admits freely that we're not raising him, he's raising us. End of quote. <laughs> Even my little girl's laughing. Little Durwood's raising us. Now, listen to this. Many of the indigos are telling their parents that they were like King Tut, or like, you know, the Queen of the Nile in a former life. It's always that. It's never like they were a janitor or something. Not to say there's anything wrong with that. But I'm saying there was never that. No, 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 no. Never, never that. It was, not, it was no fisherman or whatever, some menial thing. No, no, I was like, you know, King of Mount Everest or something. You know? It's never, never that. They tell them that they're these great figures in former lives, and now they've evolved to this life. So the parents are like awestruck, thinking, I'm in the presence of greatness. I need to bow down and worship my little godchild. Well, that's basically how they're treated. Or they're also saying this. This is what a good liar Satan is. You know what they're also telling them? Many times, they're telling their parents that they were their parents in a former life. So, this is dearly departed mom, yes, or dad, and, you know, I can't discipline them because they're my parents. I understand they're in little kid form now, but we must respect our elders, right? That's what they're telling them. And they're believing them. Believing the whole reincarnation deal. So anyway, perhaps she's, she's unwilling to discipline, or could it be that she's suffering from a big cerebral cortex of her own? 
Whatever the case, Super Nanny, no doubt, has a word or two in response to her laissez-faire child-rearing strategy. A retired school teacher I'm with... A retired school teacher I'm with, the Super Nanny. Okay, so in other words, she's in agreement with the Super Nanny. In other words, she disciplined the kids. Okay, biblically. One thing all believers concede is that the gift, the gifted, and the selective indigo is here to teach us a lesson. In their view... And Indigo's evolved consciousness serves as a bridge to the future. Now, think about that. Their evolved consciousness serves as a bridge to the future, and yet they're spoiled, rotten, brat kids? Well, are we evolving into the spoiled, rotten, self-centered brat as humanity goes? Well, basically, if, if we let them guide us, that's basically what they're saying. Okay? But they believe that Indigo's evolved consciousness serves as a bridge to the future, the mission for which is creating a one-world order devoid of pesky nationalism, meaning, you know, like, you know, having individual states and countries and things like that. No, we don't want that. We want a new world order. No walls, no nothing. You, you want to be devoid of nationalism, traditionalism, and fundamentalism. The Indigo child phenomenon is all about a new mindset, for this upcoming New World Order. Now, this is kind of the essence of what I talk about from week to week. What are the different various and sundry things that Satan is up to in order to usher in his New World Order? That is almost the crux of every teaching I, I teach. And, and people say, well, yeah, but this is all you ever key on. Well, I try to, number one, combine it with the Bible. And number two, we are the body of Christ. And everybody in the body of Christ has a different function. I'm not a pastor. Okay, I'm a teacher. I'm an end-time warner. Okay, I'm a watchman. This is what I was put on earth to do. Okay, there's plenty of preaching up on Sermon Audio. If you want to hear Bible preaching about a specific Bible topic, just staying on point on that particular thing. That's not my thrust. And there's hardly anybody doing what I'm doing. Not to say I'm better, but I'm saying there is a need for it, don't you think? I mean, this type of teaching? Because this is the coming deception. And if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So I'm trying to make it so that we're not deceived. Because I know at one time I was very deceived in regard to a lot of these issues. So if we go back to the article, it says, Indeed, Jesuit theologian and patron saint of the New Age, Perry Tellard Chardin, noted that evolution of consciousness eventually leads to a globalist mindset whose planetary nervous network forges a so-called omega point. Doug, are you going to have a kundalini moment? I, I think I am. <laughs> okay, so again, this was Jesuit theologian, so we shouldn't question it just from that standpoint. He's a Jesuit. I mean, good guy. Patron say of the New Age, Chardin, evolution of consciousness eventually leads to a globalist mindset whose planetary nervous network forges, forges a so-called omega point. Wow. You know, how high and lofty. Accomplished through a variety of centering techniques, this climactic peak experience is believed to accumulate in union with the cosmic Christ. Now, a lot of this is also accomplished through this whole emerging church thing where we have the whole meditative state that we're trying to get into, where we're, where we're chanting the mantra and going into transcendental meditation and basically opening doors to other dimensions in our consciousness to let the demons flow in freely and possess us maximally. That's what Satan's goal is. To bring us to this omega point. 
or this climactic peak experience where we experience the cosmic Christ. Given this process repeated over time, indigos eventually will replace all others and thus fulfill humanity's call for a new species. Hmm, wow. The difference between an indigo and, well, a brat is the former have supposedly seen... Uh, supposedly have the light in their eyes. End of quote. So the difference between a brat and an indigo is the indigo has the true light in their eyes. To the New Age occultist, or a master, or an adept, a master or adept is considered to be enlightened. That is to have the fire in their eyes. Okay, that's what in occult circles it's referred to. This, my friend, is a throwback to sun worship, suggesting an evolutionary process in reverse. A very small... As very small children, these, quote, old souls are said to have unusually large, clear eyes, an amazing memory, and a strong desire to live instinctively. Well, what? They're rebellious and independent? Sure. And rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. What's the coming one world religion? Witchcraft? Well, how do you know that? Because it says in Daniel that the Antichrist will cause craft to prosper in his hand. Craft. Witchcraft. Okay, that's what that's in reference to. So, they refer to themselves as old souls. Why? Because they've, they've been reincarnated so many times, they're these old, wise souls. That's why their parents don't try to discipline them. Because it'd be like trying to discipline, you know, King Tut. Oh no, I wouldn't want to do that. He was, you know, this great leader in a former life. And who am I? He's evolved even further now. Give me a break. So, if we go further... They possess great intuition as well as spiritual discernment to recognize the presence of the ethereal beings. Angels, for example. In other words, they've had their third eye opened many times. They can see into the spirit world, which is not a good thing. Some demonstrate gifts of healing. Others recall past lives. Gifts of healing? Yeah! We've talked about a lot about that lately. Politically incorrect in indigos... Politically correct indigos teach people about protecting whales in the tropical rainforest. Now listen, I don't have a problem with protecting whales in the tropical rainforest. I'm talking about the, the famous New Age tree hugger mode, though. Where they're going to use that excuse to take away our land and to impose all kind of rules on us so that we're basically living in some type of um, you know, walled city where we can't even venture out of. What's that about? A matter of controlling us. Indigo kids do not agree with the way society runs things. To them, adults are dim-witted and have little to offer. One indigo parent credits her child as being her biggest teacher. <laughs> her baby, she claims, was born with an inherent knowledge of art, language, and spirituality, not to mention an impressive wealth of wisdom. Hey, a lot of these kids are considered child prodigies. They have all these gifts and gifts and, and, and artistic things, but so much of it is demonic. Remember, Satan is the, is the master deceiver. And the attributes that they possess somewhat may be God-given, but it may be unfortunately enhanced through demonic possession. There was a, there was a show about one of these kids, um, a while back, I've given this testimony before, where this kid from a very, very early age, had all this knowledge about World War II fighter pilots. And particularly this one theater in, like, the South Pacific in Hawaii, where this kid supposedly started saying, I was this fighter pilot, and I died. And I died, you know, he knew, like, the year he died, he could describe how he went down, he could describe all attributes of this plane. He's like a three-year-old. 
So his parents are thinking, oh wow, little Johnny lived in a former life and he was, he was Colonel so-and-so. Or Captain whatever. And they checked into it and his story checked out. There was a fighter pilot by the specific name that had, you know, that died. And so they're thinking, oh, Johnny's reincarnated and he's so special and this and that. What a lie from the pit of hell. You know what that is? That's a familiar spirit that was familiar with that fighter pilot that went down. That somehow is possessing now little Johnny. And he did so from a very, very young age. Now, do you think little Johnny is going to be used mightily of the Lord to lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ? No. Little Johnny is going to be used by Satan as a tool to lead many people to hell, unfortunately. Because they're going to believe the lie that reincarnation is real. And if you believe reincarnation is real, the Bible says, absence from, from the bodies to be present from the Lord, you know, is, is a, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment, once to die, not reincarnation, where you get to come back as many times as you want, so you get it right. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. You can throw your Bible out the door if you believe little Johnny's story. But most people want to believe little Johnny's story because that lets them off the hook. That means there's the Bible's fiction, and there's no holy God, and we can do whatever we want to do, which is the desire of most people. Because it's just part of the flesh carnal desire. Not everybody, but most. So, indigo kids do not agree with the way society runs things. Um, I've already talked about that. Um, precocious indigos disdain society's strange alien ways. However, when they become teenagers, some forfeit their abilities in attempting to conform. In contrast, non-conforming indigos are prone to do drugs, steal, and end up homeless. An indigo boy expressed desire to shoot people because no one could stop him. Why? Because of his superhuman powers? Evidently. Oh, that's not pride. Another collects crystals, stones, and fossils without having to tell her, without anyone having to tell her, she claims to have known instinctively that vibrations of these crystals, stones, and fossils would heal bones if she puts stones on her cat while he was purring. Oh, whatever that means. For parents whose children are un manageable, the prospect of spawning gifted progenies bodes, bodes well with them. An advanced indigo child is excused from things to which others are held accountable. In other words, anything goes. The added bonus is that a parent or teacher is off the hook when it comes to disciplining the indigo. They're off the hook. Well, hey, I can like sit this one out. They may have been a parent, but see, now I've got an indigo, I'm kind of off the hook. They're my teacher. You know, it's, it's about time, too. Because I might have raised a couple kids, and I did a bad job with them. But hey, now my indigo is going to teach me. I'm going to sit at the feet of the master. You know? <laughs> that's, that's the only way I can imagine they're looking at things. So they don't have to discipline them, because they're above the discipline. Highly evolved indigos, hope of the burgeoning new age, and are given license to rule the roost and call the shots. Hmm. You know, the Bible talks about children and, and, and um, it actually talks about women ruling over the men, which is actually pronouncement of a curse by God. God lets that happen. When a nation becomes unrighteous and wicked, one of the ways that God judges the nation is he lets the children and the women rule over the men, which is obviously unbiblical. 
just see my teachings on, you know, these types of things that we've done in the past. I don't have, I'm not being, like, you know, against women or children. I'm just saying, it's not the way that God intended the order of authority to be. And that's easily provable biblically. Unfortunately, society is no better for it, nor the overly indulged child. Now, I'm going to read now uh, an article entitled, Why Are They Called Star Children? Now, this is a blatant New Age take on the indigo star children phenomenon. Now, this is not from a Christian. The, 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 the last lady was kind of neutral as far as Christianity goes. I didn't hear her quoting Bible verses and stuff like this. This is more of a New Age, blatant New Age take okay, on the whole thing. Which I think it's important to get all sides of this issue so you can fully understand what's going on here. Because, trust me, this is something you're going to be seeing more and more about. This article starts off by saying, In the original information I received on these kids, meaning the, the star children they're talking about here, came from 1997. Now, remember, this is the New Age take on this. Okay, I mentioned the passage of two comets. The comet Kahua Tech in 1973 and Hale Bop comet in 1995. Remember Hale-Bopp, the one where all those guys got together and killed themselves thinking they were going to get on the tail of the comet? In that cult? That wasn't the Raelian cult, was it? I don't know. It was, it was a cult over there in California. These two comets were a symbol which was used by the Oneness to depict the arrival of the star children onto the Earth plane. In other words, what they're saying is that there was this window created by the passage of these two comets where most of these star children arrived on our Earth plane. Okay, now again, I, I don't go in for this. I'm telling you, this is what the New Agers are saying. They depicted for us in the physical space the opening of an energy gate. And the closing, the opening was the first comet and the closing was the second which announced to us that something very special had been completed in the unfolding of Earth's master plan. Something very similar happened with the appearance of a bright star which shined over the birthplace of Jesus. Oh, they've always got to try to implicate Jesus in this as well. As witnessed by the Magi, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians. These mystical researchers knew how to read the physical environment so they could see the deeper implications of what was happening. So see, now this is no different. See, Jesus came as our salvation back then. He was the, they believe he was the herald of the age of Pisces, a great master. Now we've got the age, dawning of the age of Aquarius, and now we have many, many masters coming on the scene. These star children being some of the main. And they too are our salvation, just like Jesus Christ was back then. God always tried to implicate Jesus. Our star kids came to us over a period of years and overlapping generations, riding the golden cosmic rays of Christ, of the Christ consciousness. Doug, I knew you'd love that part. <laughs> they are generations X, Y, and Z. And they carry within them the seeds which are the multidimensional software and concepts of the meta-human consciousness. <laughs> Boy, we're getting seriously new age now. A star child by this criteria would be defined as someone who was carried through the Canotech Hale-Bopp energy system. Would would be most likely in generations X, Y, or Z, or someone who has had a significant energy upgrade experience to reconnect them to this source. 
So you don't have to necessarily be born through that time window, but it does help. They could also have such an upgrade by experiencing a one-on-one encounter with some being or beings who exist beyond the boundaries of our human box. Meaning, alien abduction. Okay? Most of these kids began to come in within five years, plus or minus, of the years 1973 to 1988. They are just now beginning to awaken to all that they are. And they carry, and all that they carry within them. Unfortunately, what they carry within them is demonic. Many of them may seem quite scared, agitated, or even depressed at this time. Many are on medication. Some, there are some star children that continue to arrive now, though I feel their primary objectives are yet to be revealed. In contrast, the more visible indigo children subset on the New Earth, in, in record... Okay, this is hard to read. In contrast to the more visible indigo subset of children of the New Earth, star kids tend to be more low-key about announcing their presence within this turbulent society in which we live. In other words, they're totally saying the indigos and the star children are separate. Which I hadn't really seen that before. I kind of lumped them all together. They're, they're separating them. They could have reason to be wary of excessive government interest and would be only caught using their, quote, powers if they were threatened. Or when it is really felt safe to do so. Their powers are witchcraft. Based, okay? They tend to be loners, and, a, and an alert observer probably would be more, more likely to locate them through the protestations or anecdotes of their parents and teachers. In other words, you may overhear one of their parents or one of their teachers talking about them, but they're not going to be front page of the newspaper, because they tend to be more low-key. These are the star children. In many cases, the statements would take on the form of worry or concern in something like, that kid keeps to himself too much. He lives too much in his imagination. He doesn't pay enough attention in class. He's a loner. Now, why, again, why do you think we're being conditioned on TV, on TV shows about these special humans that have all these special powers? It's for this very reason. For their day of declaration. As we know, Lord Maitreya has said he's going to have his day of declaration. Well, I would almost guarantee you, when all this stuff starts to go down, in the end times, and the Antichrist starts to make his his appearance, we're going to have all these people coming out of the woodwork at the same time. It may not all be in the same day, but it is going to be in the same time frame. And it's going to be totally, totally, totally overwhelming to the average pseudo-Christian who is not going to be able to have an answer for any of this because their pastor never equipped them for any of this and they didn't read their Bible. And if they were reading their Bible, it was a perversion. Another key factor which is now becoming widely known is the mixing and mingling of extraterrestrial and ultra-terrestrial DNA codes. Now, this is what they're admitting to. This is what the New Agers are saying is a fact. What is what does this produce? It produces a genetic alteration and various kinds of hybridism. Now, let me define what we just read here. Because this is an absolute confirmation of many of my previous teachings. Another key factor which is now becoming widely known is the mixing and mingling of extraterrestrial, what would that be? Well, that would be like the little green men that come to visit. Okay, is there any validity to that? Well, you know, millions have been abducted. Are you going to tell me they're all nuts? When the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Let me ask you a question. When the, thought, when, the, when the sons of God, when they were good angels, they fell and became bad. When they fell and they procreated with women, Genesis, and they had these hybrid offspring... 
the giants, the men of renown, the Nephilim, the fallen ones, when they had these offspring, I mean, isn't that what the Bible says we're going back to, as it was in the days of Noah? So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Isn't that the days we're in right now? Yeah, sure is. I've done whole teachings on this, so you can go back and reference. But they're saying here that this mixing and mingling of extraterrestrial and ultra-terrestrial DNA codes have produced a genetic alteration in various kinds of hybridism. Isn't that what a giant was? A hybrid between a fallen angel procreating with a human woman, which is an abomination before God? Yeah. What would that be called? A Nephilim or a fallen one? When they say extraterrestrial, they're actually referring to these physical Nephilim, whatever you want to call them. Sometimes they appear as gray aliens, sometimes they appear as um, reptilians, whatever. But much of the time, they actually have a physical body okay, that you can touch and feel. A spirit being does not have that. Extraterrestrial would be more into these hybrid Nephilim creatures, which is what they had back in Genesis. The Bible says it's going to be that way. When it says ultra-terrestrial, we're dealing with fallen angels. Fallen angels do not have a body per se. Okay, they can maybe manifest having a body, but they're more of a spirit being. This is what they're talking about, extraterrestrial and ultra-terrestrial DNA codes. Both, I believe, can reproduce though. Because it's saying it's producing this various kind of hybridism. This can be generally noticeable through certain predictable physical features in these children. What are some of these physical features? Pointy ears. Okay, now listen, I know Spock had pointy ears. Okay, on Star Trek. Pointy ears, large or unusually intense eyes, gangly thin bodies, and delicate expressionless faces. Indeed, it has been shown that some tendencies toward anorexia are partially due to the distant memories of being in a thin, zeta-reticulin body. <laughs> oh, man. What a lie from the pit of hell. But, um, they're, supposedly, they have these distant memories of being in this thin, zeta-reticulin body, which would be like the gray aliens. Okay, And then having to get used to moving with a large, within a huge human frame that we now consider to be normal. Okay? So, let's see here. There is evidence of genetic alteration in what is known as the star elders, or consciousness upgrades, who have been encountered beings who live outside the box that we live in. Okay, there is evidence of genetic alteration. Well, where there's two shows, or there's many shows, where we have like Kyle XY on ABC Family, and the show Fallen on ABC Family, and I've done two, two separate teachings on the Fallen and Kyle XY. Look them up on my, on my uh, search box, on my homepage, and you can read all about them. Hollywood is getting us conditioned to accept these genetically altered, hybrid human beings. Now, it's no mystery and no secret that right now, all this subject of human cloning, and I saw this one the other day where they've actually found a way to cross cows and humans. Now, granted, they say the, the embryos only live for, like, I don't know, six hours or something like that. But they've actually found a way to, to, to hybridize. And that's just what they're admitting to. Okay? Why? Well, because we can make a lot of stem cells from them. Yes, they have to be destroyed in these types of things. Do you realize that's exactly... I mean, th th what an abomination that is to God. Okay? And I will say this, for what it's worth. I don't consider the Book of Enoch canon. Okay? But the Book of Enoch sheds very much light on this particular subject. And in the book of Enoch, which is actually quoted in the King James Bible, 
okay, in Jude, and there's many references to it, it cross-references between the two, in the book of Enoch, it does say that when the fallen angels fell, and that's the, if you want to know more about the fallen angels falling, that, that whole book's devoted to it, when they fell, that they interfered and they defiled both the birds and the fish and the animals and the humans. They defiled everything humanity, everything that was on this earth. This is why God had destroyed the earth with a flood. Because they had so defiled not only humanity, and the seed had been so corrupted that the only seed that was left that wasn't corrupted on earth was Noah's family. I believe that. Because the Bible had to kill everybody but eight individuals with a flood. Why? Because the seed had been corrupted. That's what Satan was trying to do, is corrupt the seed. Because he knew the Savior was going to come through the human seed. If he could corrupt the seed, then there's no Savior. That's how important the seed line is to, is to the Lord. So, this had been happening in Noah's day. It said it, 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 said it there, they, that everything was being corrupted. Well, we have the exact same thing today. They're doing all these freak experiments now. With, with taxpayer money, where they're combining humans with cows, humans with sheep, sheep with whatever, fish with this, all under the guise of research, and, 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 and it's sick. I'm going to do a whole teaching on this pretty soon. Yeah, half our food's genetically modified now. They're, they're cross-hybridizing all these seeds and things, and making these Terminator seeds, and it's, it's an abomination to God. It was, and again, it's pure confirmation of, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So, there, Hollywood's trying to, to, to condition us for this as well through shows like Alex Wine the Fallen. The sci-fi series has produced a show called Taken, produced by Steven Spielberg, one of the big guys. Gives a graphic account of three families who went, through the early UFO years of 1947, where Roswell happened, to 1970s, laying out clear patterns of extraterrestrial intervention in the human affairs and reproduction. Reproduction. Between extraterrestrials and humans? Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't tell you how many stories I've read of these women that get abducted, all of a sudden they turn up pregnant, they don't know how they got pregnant, some of them are virgins, and then all of a sudden, you know, 7th or 8th month, they're not pregnant anymore. And they remember being in some military hospital or, or aboard some ship where they've actually had the baby taken from them. Sometimes the baby is shown to them and it's half human, half alien. Take it for what it's worth. There's got to be something to this. If they were doing it in Noah's day, if the fallen angels had come down and were procreating with women... And if, it, and if the Bible says, and they were producing these hybrid offspring, and the Bible also says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was the main thing they were doing in the days of Noah? I mean, if you were a news reporter, and you could go back to, to Noah's day, right before the flood, what would be the main story you would report on? This is crazy. Fallen angels have come down and procreated with women. And they've produced this hybrid offspring that's now ruling the world. That's a pretty big story says it's going to be that way today. It's just more low-key. It's much more low-key today. I don't think it's going to be low-key very long. I think this is going to become mainstream knowledge. And the Christians aren't going to have a clue how to explain any of this stuff. Most of them aren't. Because they're not being equipped. Not, not everybody, but most of them aren't.
know, some serious UFOologists tend to believe that there are factual errors involved in the telling of this particular story. And this is the, the story of Steven Spielberg, Taken. This author believes that Taken carries some powerful tones that are being used in the awakening process of certain, certain star children and star elders at this time. In other words, this generation that's been born, that's been misunderstood, of star children, indigos, and all these other ones, are starting to be awakened to their true calling. Their true powers are going to start to become manifest. If you think about it, it talks about how in this show, that the extraterrestrials, how they intervene in human affairs and in the matters of human reproduction. Reproduction, if you think about it, was the main reason that the fallen angels fell. What was the temptation for the fallen angels? Money? Gold? Diamonds? Like they needed any of that in heaven? Their main motivation was to reproduce with women. Through lust. That was the main reason they fell, if you think about it. Well, why is it that in all of these instances with these alien abductions and things of this, one of the main things you'll always see emphasized by these abductees is they say it was really funny because these aliens always emphasize reproduction. They were, they were so concerned with, with, my, with my sex organs or, or whatever. Same reason the fallen angels fell, as it was in the days of Noah. And please, before you judge this, if this is the first time you've heard this, go back and, and, and listen to my studies on the Nephilim and the fallen angels and email me and I'll send you, I'll send you all the things together if you want. I'll send you the whole thing. You can listen to them all before you judge it. Because whoso judgeth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. Proverbs 18 verse 13. So, you know, at least hear the whole story. The basic message of the reconnections to humanity at this time is this, quote, you are so much more than you think you are, end of quote. Isn't that the same thing that Satan said to Eve? You shall be as gods? You're so much more. In the movie Contact, Jodie Foster's character asks vegan ambassador, see he was a strict vegan vegetarian, no just kidding, sorry, teasing, asks vegan ambassador, to answer certain questions about life and reality, and life on other planets, and other powerful stuff. She wanted everyone to share in the activation experience she was having, but the ambassador says to her, now what happens with this show, and I'm not saying go out and rent all these shows, but I have seen this one. And she goes through and she goes off into this alternate universe, and it's like billions and billions of years away. She gets on this planet, and it's this big holographic image, essentially. And this person that appears to her, I believe, is like her dad or something, but it's not really your dad. It's like the alien disguises her dad. And they're on some tropical beach on some mystic planet, like eight billion years away. And this is the setting for this. So she so finally this human has her 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 encounter with these advanced, advanced extraterrestrials. And Jody Foster asks this this devil alien guy, um, she asks him all these questions about reality, life on planets, and he says to her, the ambassador says to her, quote, small moves, Ellie. It must happen one by one. People need to create their own experiences. This is the way it's been done for billions of years. End of quote. Spoken like a true New Age reptilian. So, yes, this is what, this is what you're getting into. So, in other words, 
They have to create their own experiences. So, people need to create their own experiences. This is the way it's been done for billions of years. Okay, so billions of years. Well, again, you could throw the Bible out. Okay, if it's billions of years, which is the big lie of the ancient astronaut theory, where they came here billions of years ago, created our planet, seeded our planet, and now they've got to come back to police their little science project. Okay? Now, when they come on the scene in real-life craft, like UFOs and things of this nature, and this probably will take place in conjunction with the appearance of the Antichrist, and they're here physically, you better know your Bible. You better be spiritually grounded on the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, because if not, you're going to fall away, most likely. You're going to believe the lie. You're going to believe the strong delusion that's being sent by God. It's pretty important what we're talking about here. And Hollywood is trying to do everything in the world to condition you to this very thing. But they say you have to create your own experiences. What is that? Existentialism? Yeah. It, your, your life is just based on your own experiences, and you create your own reality and all this other stuff. Well, the Bible says that, you know, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but then there are other ways of death. If you go by your own experiences and create your own little pseudo-religion, all that's going to do is get you to hell. But that's what they want you to do. At present, there are a whole lot, there are a whole host of names that are being applied to the children of the new earth. These are indigos, who seem to be system busters and the questioners of authority. There are the crystals, who are very sensitive and aligned with Mother Earth. There are the psychics, or the mystic children, whose gifts and emphasis center on the special powers they carry. And then there are the classic star children whose gift is an expanded perspective on life and reality. Our heading says they have their father's eyes. They have their father's eyes. Remember it said one of the attributes of Star Children is they have these large, big, inquisitive eyes? They have their father's eyes. Isn't that like what they always portray the gray aliens? They have these big, gigantic father's eyes. That's what, that's what, what they're trying to, the reference they're trying to give there, kind of. But see, their father is their father of the devil. You know, the light bearer. The newer names coming now for these children are rainbow children, dolphin children, amethyst children, and a whole host of others as well. They all seem to dip from a similar well, which is the incoming vibration of the cosmic Christ, or Maitreya, which began to proliferate at the harmonic concordance last November. We use the term Christ... When we use the term Christ, we are not just speaking here of the man Jesus. Oh no. We speak more of the Anointed One, essence he carried on his own earthly journey. That would be the Maitreya essence, is what they're in reference to, or the Cosmic Christ. Then it said, he said, it would come upon us too. Remember, greater things we will do, you know, remember when Jesus said that? That's what they're in reference to there. Our children are the ones who seem to be most open to receive it. Now notice again, they only want, the only religion they seem to really want to correct or attack is Christianity. They're not talking about Buddha or anybody else. No, it's Jesus. It always goes back to Jesus. Because that's the only threat that Satan really has. It's Jesus Christ. It's not Buddhism or Confucianism. Or... Our children are the ones who seem to be most open to receive it and begin the great work. Oh, the great work. But anyone who hears the call can answer, regardless of his or her age. And then it says, are you an experiencer? 
Are there personal accounts you would like to share with us? Are you a star child and feel confused about your role on the planet at this time? Talk to me, and let's see if we can work it out. My primary purpose is in co collating all this data and research and personal expression and my own expansion. Mm, great. That's the author of this article. And that was it. We're done. I thought we had more to go. So anyway, hopefully that gives you an overview. We got a Christian perspective. We got kind of a secular perspective. And then we got a really, really new age perspective. So we got the whole, we got the whole enchilada kind of in one um, fell swoop. So anyway, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time and this day that you've given us. I do pray, God, that wherever your word is being preached worldwide, Lord God, that you would bless it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would forgive us for any and all sins that we've committed, Lord God, in any way, shape, or form. That you would wipe our slate clean through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, that you would use the body of Christ mightily for your glory, that through us many would be saved. Lord God, that you would save our unsaved family members and those that are around us in our lives, that your fear would be upon the body of Christ and upon these unsaved family members and these people that, are, that have been put into our life, Lord, and that that fear... And that the love of God and godly sorrow would drive them to repentance, Lord God. And that they would get saved. For it you will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. We thank you, Lord. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.